dear listener welcome to fleeting moments lasting memories a series of conversation with former students of bhagwan's educational institutions we now bring you the fourth part of the conversation with mr navin patel who joined bhagwan's college way back in 1970 just a year after swami started the college in brindavan in fact he is among the first 12 students with whom swami started the sri satisai hostel in 1970 therefore the moments he spent with swami in those days are truly priceless and beautiful in 1974 Once he completed his bachelor's in sciences Swami asked him to return to United Kingdom and guide the Satisai organization That is how he started as a secretary of the Satisai organization and later moved on to become the seva coordinator for the Sai organization in Leicester and then was appointed as the regional chair for region 4 and subsequently the regional coordinator for region 4 a position in which he served swami for 8 years even though he has retired from professional service he continues to be active in the satisai organization guiding and mentoring sai youth and devotees in the united kingdom all his life mr navin patel worked as a biochemist in the university hospitals in leicester An inspiration for all in his workplace as well as in the Satisai organization Mr Navin's contribution to the Sai movement is immense and his love for Swami and Swami's love for him both are simply amazing So here is the fourth part of the conversation with him This was recorded in January 2017 many times uh, just incidental things you know this is it's experiences that i can never forget bhua used to stay in brindavan as i said you know more often than ever before because of the college and the hostel uh, most of the students were day scholars from around the villages and city of bangalore uh, while as i said only 12 boys were in the hostel and they were doing different courses some of them were doing bsc some of them ba bcom or bsc they may be a different kind of subjects like physics chemistry mathematics that sort of thing um and uh the they would be studying um we on thursdays morning first lecture used to be moral education that's how it was worded moral education where we had um on the world religion or gita or that sort of thing we had speakers from that and then many times swami would address us how wonderful you know um or we had very eminent speakers obviously mm-hmm. swamis mm-hmm. has got in his fold some very top class speakers from bhartiya vidyabhavan you name it swami's got everybody from every corner of the world and they used to address us Swami used to address us quite regularly and he used to be wonderful. Now, one uh, instance that comes to my mind is this thing, uh, an exam- examination time. Mm-hmm. We had this big lecture hall and uh, we, it is still there in Brindavan and the chairs were set. We were all in the examination hall. I was sitting on my table 
uh, writing my exam paper, and suddenly, no, I mean, we were all silently writing away, and uh, suddenly I felt kick on my uh, chair from the back. Mm-hmm. I turn around, Swami. <laughs> Who is it, Swami? Is observing what I'm writing in the paper. Oh my God! <laughs> How much you know this divinity can get so close to you? Mm-hmm. And he's observing what I'm writing. He's reading what I'm writing there, and then you know the answers that I've given. Uh, continue, continue writing. Mm-hmm. I, I nearly got up and so I said, "No, sit down." Continue writing, and then just checked out a few things, and then went away to the next room. Then mother said, <laughs> "So it's it's lovely that divinity himself comes mm-hmm. and takes interest in what you're doing, mm-hmm. how your exam papers are going." So those days we had an open invitation go to Bhagwan in the bungalow at any time, anywhere. And we used to just walk in any time. And those days of student power. Sorry to say this, but you know, sort of student power. That the twelve student power was <laughs> phenomenal and powerful. <laughs> the lecturers would not stand in front of us. You know, <laughs> if we walked into the classroom late, they would not dare question us why we were late. Oh, <laughs> so it's a very dangerous situation. <laughs> Sorry to admit to this thing, but mm. especially somebody like Navin Patel would walk in late because maybe I'm busy with you know doing something for Swami or Swami has kept me busy with something, mm. and that's why I'm late coming back to the lectures. So I just walk in, sit down, and nobody could question me. Uh, that that's how it was, you know. <laughs> how where this power? Well, then God is by your side. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why even the, no the lecturers would not dare you. complain mm-hmm. about us. Our principal used to be one uh, Mr. D. Narendra, wonderful person, wonderful personality, and uh, very humble person. Uh, he also knew that the students, you can never, these 12 boys, they were Swami's gems. Don't touch them, don't say anything to them. <laughs> <laughs> so leave them alone. Um, that sort of thing, you know. The lecturers would not dare say anything. But but Swami used to put you through some tests, right? That's a different thing. <laughs> Once I mean, we have had all these wonderful times, wonderful things happening to us, all these joyous events happening to us. So one would wonder, were we not going through turmoil and anything like just happiness all the time? No. Dear brothers and sisters, at times we went through a hell. Oh. The hell, I mean, is literally hell. As Swami says, a goldsmith, when he wants the purest of the gold, he'd put that gold bar or the ore into the fire and beat it and dissolve it and do whatever. Time and time again, he'll put it into the fire. The same way Swami would do it to us, to us as well. He would give us all this fantastic love. And next day he would turn us, those righties, get out of this place. We had not done anything. What did we do wrong? How come Swami is so angry at us? Swami is never angry at you. He's just testing you. What is your boiling point as such? You know, <laughs> that is what he's looking for. And are you going to leave him? That is what he's checking that how firm is your faith in Swami? And I am sorry to say a few 
students fell apart from that and decided to leave mm-hmm. one of them was our radha krishna mm-hmm. and uh, we had to convince him i took time out to convince him dragged him back and things did work out well for him for after that but when swami loves you as he says when he loves you so much he'll put you through these tests for days together he'll not talk to you you will feel oh, if i stand in this queue because swami has to pass this area when he comes from the staircase this is the area he has to cut across and that is where he has to cross my path so he has got to talk to me he do that we have tried it i tried it he'll bypass you in some super way the <laughs> only bhagwan knows how to do that and he will be talking to the next person a person before you and you will be totally ignorant i'm non existent what is this this is living death when swami is not talking to you it's called living death you may be like a zombie you are living but you are not you are completely dead so that's why you're not recognized bhagwan and when that happens you feel my god is better to be dead than yes you know but swami is ever loving is never uh angry at you is just that trying to sort of um in a way reemphasize to you his love for you how much faith you have in him that is very important so when god is testing you things will may go wrong but you must have in yourself so much faith that you will never waver not say that Oh, Sai Baba now doesn't talk to me. I must drop Sai Baba, go to some other god, some other demigod, something, somebody else. No, stick to one, as Swami says. Don't move from one god to the other. Just always stick to one. Because the god only knows when is the right time to reward you or whatever you want. To you, the perception may be that you want something now. But in God's term, He knows when the right time is to give you something. He will always reward you. He will never forsake you. He will never drop you. That is a foregone conclusion that I have gone through. When you are not well, when you are ill, or any ailments that you get, He is always with you or by your side. And He is always very concerned about you. So, what 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 are your uh, some of those uh, very challenging moments during that time when uh, swami is not talking to you no during the stay in the hostel in that first basic hostel in bhagwan's prindavan oh. uh, the basic hostel the challenge is we never took it as challenge we just thought to ourselves we are that lucky that swami has put us in the hostel all these other boys who are standing outside many times they are crying swami give us a place in the hostel mm-hmm. and they were not getting it parents were coming back and say please give my children my son a place in the hostel and they were not getting it so there must be something some connection here that swami has put us in the hostel and for somebody like me who's coming from east africa i know i think swami has really picked each one from different corners of the world this <laughs> is phenomenal i mean if i look at my life new modern gurukula yes. 
if I look at my life, I, I think it this way that, you know, Swami came to East Africa mm. and told me to join his college. <laughs> After who am I? <laughs> Zero. I mean, I may have hundreds of, you know, uh, titles behind me, BSc, MSc, PhD, whatever, doctor, so-and-so. But in front of that, these are all zeros. In front of that, if you don't put one numeric figure or any other two or whatever it is, without that, zero is just zero, no value. For us, the Sai students especially, we are all zeros. If Swami is not with us, we are zeros, we are nobody. With Swami in front of us, we are everybody. <laughs> yeah. We are forced to be reckoned with. Yes. So, I, I'm sure every student had a story about how he joined the hostel. Yes. <laughs> and I felt that why should God himself, after these years of experiences that I've gone through, God himself had to come all the way to East Africa to <laughs> Kampala and speak to me in early hours a uh, uh, morning tell me come and join my college he could have got so many hundreds of thousands of devotees from India and made them join the college they would have been glad to join Mm. and he dragged me all the way from East Africa to this there must be a particular purpose Mm. so his hand picked me from East Africa sometimes I feel he probably came to East Africa just to pick me up from there. <laughs> Otherwise, he would have not come to East Africa. Dr. C.G. Patel, mother, when they come to Swami quite often, why did not Naveen Patel come here that often? <laughs> Swami had to come all the way to Naveen Patel, you see, to tell him, come to my college, how he picks him up. So sometimes I feel I must be so honored, so Grateful that Swami has picked me all the way to come to East Africa, pick me up mm. to bring me to His fold. And once you are in His fold, there is no way out of it. I'm sorry, brothers and sisters, there is no way out of it. You try so hard, but there is no way out of it. Because that love that bonds you to Swami, nobody else can give you that. That divine love, your parents, your, 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 Maternal father and mother that is there, your your um, birth parents that are there, they may give you that love, but the love that you get from this thousand mother father, the divine Bhagwan Sri Sati Sai Baba, you can never get from anywhere else. In fact, when Bhagwan passed away on twenty fourth April, I was so sobbing. I was. I was completely shattered. I was about to go into the hospital and I thought to myself, no, what am I doing? If I go into the hospital, my mind will not stick to treating or looking after any of the patient's things. I cannot concentrate anywhere. I need to go to where Swami is. And it took one phone call to the Air India office in London and the Air India office person who picked up the phone says you want to go to Puttavati there's a plane this afternoon you got clear two hours get on to that from Leicester it takes good two and a half hours to get to airport Heathrow 
we will hold the plane for you for a short time. Oh. If you want to come, tell us now. So four of us decided, yes, we are going. A minute later, had it been, I would have left for hospital. And I said, yes, I'm going to, the, to India right now with a little bag with about two or three pairs of clothes. We rushed straight to the airport. Somebody came home and says, I can take you to the airport. And that person took us straight to the airport, to Heathrow. The GA, uh, General uh, Officer of the Air India, was waiting for us at the doors at Heathrow. He said, right, give me your credit card. Passed on the credit card. He said, right, you start walking over to the gates and I'll bring the boarding pass and everything to you. And straight away we were on the plane. We didn't miss the plane. Got to Prashantanilam in time for seeing Swami at the last moment. Um, and it at my parents passing away, I didn't feel that much as much as I felt when I saw Swami lying in front of us, lying in state in front of us. I was shattered for days. Because to me, my attachment with Swami is physical form. I cannot let Swami go from that physical form. People say, oh no, now we, start, we ought to think of Swami in, in sort of a much higher level, uh, not the physical presence or physical form that is there. I'm sorry to say this, but I cannot let that go. I've tried but I cannot let that go because the love that I have felt from Bhagawan in this form, I can never ever fathom to leave that figure. I cannot think of Swami in a different spirit as such. Amazing. And when you think about it, it is just perhaps uh, four years you spent with Bhagawan, isn't it? 1974, yes. you had to leave yes. to UK. Yes. But what you received in those four years is something that has made such a powerful indelible imprint in every pore of your being yes. that whenever you think about it it energizes you you cannot manage to think being away from any of those moments you cannot Imagine a life when these moments were not there or these moments did not happen to you. No. So, um, dear brothers and sisters, this is the predicament that we are all in because we have felt, we have touched that love that we feel so strongly about the physical form of Bhagawan. Uh, I know there are quite a lot of people who suggests that no, now we need to think in terms of the higher form of Bhagawan. But I'm sorry, but somebody like me cannot do that. Uh, purely because the love that we have felt, we cannot let that go. Uh, to us, that is very important. Um, I know he's divine uh, and all that sort of thing. But when he has touched our hearts, in fact, to me personally, has changed my life completely. So, what more can you say? What more can you do? But be part of his mission, as Swami says. 
how can you give joy to me by being part of my mission and this way we can be part of his mission and time and time again swami has said you students you are my property it brings home to me particularly this sentence that he utters you are my property you are the only property that i have i don't own any of the buildings all this prashantinam and every other institution that is there so on that swami's name doesn't belong to swami swami has given everything to the trust and swami says only thing that swami owns is my students so the owners he has put straight on to us that we are the embodiments of the divinity himself and it means that whatever we do or act has got to be in tune with what bhagwan teaches us to spread to take swami's message further out we are nobody we are not the messengers of the god but whatever he has done for us the love that he has given to us i'm just literally trying to pour it to you so that at least you may in some form or the other get to feel the love that we have felt that bhagwan has given and the reason why we are talking to you today is because one of those days swami said how are the people going to know the love that i've given you and that is why he has said go out into the public and talk about my love to you because not everybody is fortunate enough to come to swami directly and have one to one connection with me there are people out in the world everywhere anywhere who has not had that opportunity so when you talk to them about the love that i've given you they will also feel that sort of love in fact uh, you know when you talk about how it is so difficult for you to let go the love that you have experienced from the physical form of bhagwan the only parallel that comes to my mind is what you have read in the bhagavatam about the plight of the gopikas yes because you know they too experienced that love of their beautiful delightful enigmatic mischievous krishna who was there at one moment not there at another moment who played with them who ate with them who danced with them who sang with them who was all the time just living for them i think that is the perhaps the experience that these early batches of students experienced uh, with bhagwan and that's why when you have experienced that sort of uh, scintillating love it's very difficult to let go yes and obviously this has not come that easily at least for my parents um in the sense that uh from east africa the students uh, the children used to go study either somewhere in uk or india to very well known places you see um and not to brindavan or not to bangalore or that sort of thing uh, probably they would go to bombay or delhi or somewhere there but not to an unknown place so many times my father was in a way rebuked by the community say 
you must be stupid out of your mind. You're sending your children, your boys, to an unknown place. Sai Baba, who knows what sort of college he has got? Who knows what sort of facilities they have got? And nobody goes there. So how could you, you know, waste their lives? But parents had so much of faith in Swami. And they said, whatever Sai Baba has asked them to do, they will do. Let them rebuke or whatever they want to say. And now things have taken a different turn. These boys who are supposed to have gone to some low-grade colleges or whatever it is, turns out with the gems in the community. Yes. What more do you want? Yes. And as you also very rightly reflected that Bhagwan always mentioned that his students are his property and that is how he invested all of himself, so much of himself into the students. And today you see the students involved in the organization. You see the invo- students trying to lead very different lives. And I think as far as you are concerned, Bhagwan ensured that you are directly part of his mission. Yes. Because from day one itself, Swami had indirectly coached me into that sort of field. Uh, later on um, in the studies, he had also involved Professor uh, V.K. Gokak to teach us the uh, art of public speaking as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that way he had um, he wanted us to inculcate those values as well so that we can address public meetings so Swami's views were that sort of thing all four or five of us were involved in that sort of thing um, and of course God willing I'm still here I'm still doing that sort of thing um, what Swami wanted to do and I'm thankful for Bhagawan to have given me this opportunity. But was it difficult for you when you had to leave the portals of Bhagwan's institution in 1974? It is extremely painful. It's like, you know, you're leaving uh, the God himself. It's, it's like this incident, I'll, I'll, I'll um, tell you. Uh, something happened in the UK in the Satisha organization in the UK. Those, those days it was still in a very uh, sort of a sporadic moment of Swami's organization there. Uh, it was still in a very infant inception in the UK. There was one person called Sitaram who many people would uh, honor him and made him as the chairman. And then the, the whole of the other um, posts and events that were taking, basically the events were just occasional bhajans, you know, national type of bhajans, where uh, there were three or four cities in uh, UK would hold a satsang, and they would meet there for about half a day, and all those devotees around the country would come to that one place. It was very ad hoc and that sort of thing. Uh, nothing, no formal organization as such. And uh, obviously, 
there were bit of rifts any organization has got rifts and swami's organization is not something unique that it doesn't have well, so wherever there are people there would be got, some differences yes this is just somebody's attitude to something else where at the end the goal is the same yeah. it is that how their perception or the outlook of something is slightly different and they are challenging each other where at the end of the day if we just view this at the at the end of the day who are we trying to serve is a one lord one bhagwan sri satyasaba nobody else so that person is right i'm right and everybody else is right as well nobody can be wrong so uh, you know as swami says you must have that forbearance you know uh, and tolerance for other people's views if you have that you've really imbibed bhagwan's views bhagwan's talks and how bhagwan feels about it if you imbibe that then you will have no qualms about accepting somebody else's view and just carrying on with the flow of the organization there's no problem in that uh, otherwise you will think of creating a parallel organization or parallel uh, yeah uh, uh, working party or something like that or gangs as swami says <laughs> no that is not for swami as uh, created this and if you go back to all the avatars dear brothers and sisters this is the only avatar which is allowed or in his own lifetime has created organizations is purely for our benefit it's not for benefit of bhagwan sri satyasababa is purely for ourselves so that we can imbibe the good values the moral values uh on all those those things into our lives that's all so at that point in time there were some problems with the uk satyasai organization there was and this is the reason why suddenly all of a sudden swami changed his mind rather than me keeping me here in brindavan or prashantinagar he said i want you to pack up your bags uh go to madras uh and get your visa sorted out uh, i had a british passport uh, but because i had been away from the country for so many years uh incidentally i was born in east africa in in kampala in uganda um so that time uganda was still under british territory and then when i uh came to india that time uganda had already gained independence by itself um so it i could have gained a ugandan passport as such but no we retained our british citizenship um i moved to have my education here in swami's college thinking that is going to be a short time but no once you in swami's college whenever the holidays started uh, this is again interesting and swami says okay now boys you go to your places you know your parents will want to see you and all this so boys you go including ourselves you know navin patel and anup shah and all that uh, arun patel we say swami our home is where swami is so we yeah, we are with you no problem no 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 you go but where do we go swami <laughs> you are the only god only uh, parents that we have now because mm. our parents are somewhere uk now mm. so 
that was a, a sort of a, a sort of a lame excuse mm-hmm. not to go away from okay okay i'll take you on board you you stay with me that way wow. we managed to save swami continuously not go for holidays anywhere and swami used to take us uh, everywhere wherever you would go um, and uh, the the first year uh, end of the first year um 1971 um swami took us he told us to come to prashanti a few days later he says come with me uh, and all of us you know we were about six or eight of us took us to anandpur college mm-hmm. um that time anandpur college uh, obviously everybody knows anandpur college is a women's college and uh, the new buildings were coming up mm. uh, previously it was housed in uh, sort of a, in the city of uh, anandpur um a new purpose built campus came up for anandpur girls college um and uh, things were still being done into it uh, like laboratories the benches needed to be uh, sort of varnished and polished and all that sort of thing was needed to be uh, whitewashed or painted and whatever it is so we come with we'll go to anandpur so we all went to anandpur with swami and you would believe we were only was six or eight of us and swami nobody else no other elders nothing uh, and swami would stay in the uh, house just above in the anandpur college there is a special room that is been created for swami swami would stay there and us boys would just flock around somewhere there you see um and then uh, daytime he studies see now today we'll go into the uh, laboratories start scrubbing the uh, benches so that it can be properly varnished and uh, swami himself took the scrubbers and uh, sandpapers and started this is how you do it you know he is a great master he will show it to you first and then he will do it first and then he'll expect you to do it and show you how to do it so you know he's not somebody who just tells you and you get on with it no he is an example a epitome of examples he'll show it to you first before he's expecting you to do it he will do it and first if he does it and if he can do it anybody else can do it that is what he was implying to us so that is how the things were going for us um and for a couple of days we continued doing that while the other boys were doing that one day swami pulled me aside and says come with me i said pack your bag okay i packed my bag i said in the car and swami myself and the driver we drove from anandpur back to brindavan oh just three of us on the way it's quite an experience traveling with swami Hmm. <laughs> uh, I traveled quite a few times, and this is another experience that I'll tell you. On the way from Anantapur, on that highway, suddenly there was a, a valley-like place. You know, it's just a, so the car suddenly stopped. Halfway through, Swami was talking to me. For Swami has got ways to make you communicate with him. He talks and is okay. 
so what bhajans do you know swami if i start singing you will tell me to shut up now sir i've got terrible voice i can't sing no no you can sing you know just sing mm-hmm. so i started singing no no that is wrong pitch you sing this and swami sings so melodiously and tries to correct me i haven't got talents of singing <laughs> but yet you know he's trying to to make me sing anyway that's great uh, experience that i had so in front of swami i'm singing <laughs> so what more do i want do i want to sing again no thank you i sang to the greatest of bhagwans so i don't need any more of that and then halfway through suddenly he stops the car and says tells the driver stop on the side yeah. and gets out of the car and says come out and uh, there are fields on both sides and um this is slightly raised road and it is a as i said a valley like thing and suddenly the farmers nearby realized it is swami who stopped there so they all came come running towards where swami is cars and they all surround swami uh, and then swami says is looking around for somebody and he names somebody is a very say oh and the 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 one of the farmers he's still in the farm go and call him so that farmer runs towards that place and gets this person holds him straight in front of swami and would you believe this this person is blind god has made time to talk to this person is specifically asked to speak to this person how loving our god is he doesn't forget anybody i in this big world he could have easily been forgotten you know he's blind and yet bhagwan he must have some great he must be great devotee or something like that that bhagwan doesn't forget him as by his name to be called there and Swami asks him to take Patan's Navaskar gives him prasadam and then off we drive just to show wow. how loving of a God is it's just one sight of him in doing that so many of the other people around there all the other farmers and everybody else workers in the field got an opportunity to be very close to Swami have Swami's Patan Navaskar Swami's blessings. And this person must be so blessed that Swami had to come to that place, stuff for him, call him, and give him darshan that way. Does that person need a sight at all? No. He would probably feel no. God is coming to me and give me all this darshan. Why do I need this thing? If I get the sight, I will probably start seeing dirty things as well. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just contemplating on that. But, you would probably feel no as such i'm so blessed that god himself comes to me the world may forget you but not god no never you may be a little ant in the this universe but the god doesn't forget what work you do he observes he, he knows what you are doing you may not feel the reward of it but i know for once for say for for, for fact that no he does reward everybody you do a small thing for bhagwan and he rewards you amply in every aspect 
Take for my example, you know. Swami sent me to the UK. And then he said to me, you do my work. I'll do your work. Your family problems, I'll sort it out. I'll look after your children. Your family, I'll look after. Don't worry about it. You just do my work. Very simple statement. And that is why he made me work in the organization for so many years and continued to work for the organization. And he looked after my family. My parents were taken care of. My children were taken care of. They educated very well. My wife was taken care of. So what more do you want? Financially, sometimes I was struggling. But when you pray to Bhagwan, not, not that Bhagwan doesn't know about it, suddenly the money comes to you. And it's just enough. Such that that struggle is not there. And everything is okay. But Swami knows what you are going through. You don't have to ask. A mother gives his child anything and everything that that child needs. At times people may feel he's spoiling them. The, the mother is spoiling them. But no. She will give him whatever is required at the right time. In same way, our Bhagawan will give everything to us. We must have that patience. We must have that forbearance to wait for whatever He is going to give. To you, you may feel that you want something now. But in God's term, that is not the right time. In time, you will be given, rewarded what you want. But there is a time and place for everything. So how was it uh, once you went back to UK and you started working with the organization, you used to come frequently and take Bhagwan's directions about the organization? The first year itself, within nine months or eight months after starting my job in this hospital, Swami sent a telegram saying, come back for my birthday. Mm-hmm. I think that was the 50th birthday mm-hmm. when this uh, incident took place. Or was it 60th? I'm not sure. Um, the helicopter yes, came in 1975 and hit that umbrella. Birthday. I was there next to it. Mm. And um, that is the time Swami had called me. I spent a lot of hours with Swami that those that, that uh, few days that I was here. Um, and in that, what happened was that um, uh, Swami says, Emi Samaja, that's how he normally starts. Uh, so I was a bit perturbed about something that was going on in UK. Uh, and one of the things that happened was uh, our seva that we were doing in the community, uh, it was in a mental health unit of this hospital. And the seva, that was the first time we were doing uh, seva in the community as such outside the Sai organization. As such, Sai organization, we didn't have any seva except each Sunday or whenever we had our budgets, we used to decorate the hall and all that sort of thing, lay out the chairs and whatever, uh, sitting arrangements and all that sort of thing. No more than that. But in the community, this was what we were doing, uh, befriending the uh, people in that uh, institution serving them tea, coffee, biscuits and things like that. 
and generally trying to talk to them. Uh, remember, these are uh, mental people, mental uh, cases. So they will not communicate that easily with you. Uh, so it was only about eight or ten of us. We started going to this Caltanese hospital. The hospital first, when I asked them that this is what we wanted to do, that serve in this uh, institution, they said we can let you do that, provided you change the name from Sathya Sai Baba organization to your Patel group family, mm-hmm. Patel and family. Um, I said that doesn't sound right. Uh, but eventually, after a bit of argument, we took that seva on board. This is just before, say about September or October that year. In November time, I came here for birthday. And I mentioned this to Swami. I said, Swami, I'm not very happy about that. Because as far as I'm concerned, we are doing for our Bhagavan. On your name, we are doing that seva. And they are not recognizing don't know what is that in name. Everything will be sorted when you go back. You wouldn't believe this, brothers and sisters. That year, end of the year, Christmas time, the Kaltanayas Hospital holds a gathering for all the volunteers who have been serving in that locality. And we were invited. So when they phoned me, I said, look here, I cannot accept your invitation simply because if I were to accept something from you being a several member then it means I've been paid for it so I cannot accept anything from you he said no no it's not we're not going to give you anything we just want to honor you just come along and you know feel part of the other people who are there they may learn something from you and you may learn something from me so we come come and have a uh, be part of that group that day. Um, so I said, okay, if that is the case, yes. But I shall not accept any trophies or anything like that. So we went there. And the first thing that they said was that they welcomed us and all that sort of thing. And they said, look, this Patel group, um, they've been doing fantastic work. And the patients love it as well. And... Uh, Right from initial stages, they had asked that this is from their organization, Sri Sati Sai Baba organization. So we would like to rename this group to what originally they wanted, Sri Sati Sai Baba organization. Wow. How? Here is Swami. He said, don't worry, things will change. And his words has got to be true. So from Fatal group, it became Sati Sai organization. Wow. Swami's words never, never fails. Unbelievable things happen if you have faith in that. Amazing. So after that, you continued to come to Prashanti and I spoke to, to Bhagwan about the activities there? Yes. Uh, quite a few times I've spoken to Bhagwan about this. So I was fine, fine. And after a while, Swami did not want much of the organizational side of things, how it was running. I said, I've left you people to deal with it. Deal with it. Only if it's major issues, bring it. 
but uh, it wasn't that big issues you see if there is an understanding that that is my brother and i'm his brother uh, and we need to work lovingly uh, and respect his views and then there should be no issues at all so that 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 the factor of tolerance has got to be there in us if that is not there if you start taking this attitude that look i'm a great administrator and in my offices i do this uh, you do as i tell you don't do as i do then that is wrong attitude you know first do then tell like what swami does he will show you how to do things as i said you know in, in anandpur college swami could have given this job to anybody else a professional could have come and enjoyed the doing that work and he could have been paid for it It's not that Swami cannot pay these people. It's just that Swami wanted to show us yes. how lovingly you can do that. That He's given this, giving us that opportunity to do that. That how lovingly we created the benches in the in the laboratories at Anandpur College and elsewhere. The paintings, the beautiful mural that is done in uh, the Anandpur College, where this uh, spiral stack, the, the curved stack is. on the other side of entrance foyer that is there it's beautifully created and swami also took a brush and started applying there <laughs> uh, so you know it's so wonderful to see that you know um, it's a sight to see those days it wasn't days of uh, great uh, you know mobile phones and click and uh, that sort of thing <laughs> somebody like me who had a, a camera I had taken quite a few photos unfortunately my suitcases got stolen and uh, many of my photographs got lost so I don't Ooh. know where it's gone but I had some very unique photos that uh, Swami had uh, allowed me to take and because there were not many cameras I think initially I had only I was the only one with a camera later on a few other cameras came in besides that we had Swami's camera as well so occasionally Swami would allow us to take his camera as well He, many times he had the polaroid camera as well and uh, we would have that uh, as well and few times he has taken us to uh, you know when he created the um, idols of rama sita lakshmana and uh, uh, hanuman from uh, the uh, um, bandipur no uh, i think nandi hills if i'm not wrong uh, in the river beds there and then some other time he has taken us to bandipur forest uh, where in the mid of night is created uh, other uh, um, idols in there in for and that time uh, i i still have that photo where uh there were no other lights around and swami as always he is the director he said to me you stand there uh, i'll put a torch this at this angle you take the camera from that uh, photo from that angle perfect director you know <laughs> and the photo has come out so beautifully wow and also in bandipur forest uh, uh one early morning we were very few boys uh we were standing and it was very cold misty morning uh, just before we had the elephant ride uh, Swami stood near this river um, front sort of thing and uh, 
He said, no, you can't take a photo from this angle. Um, so as instructed, I took the photo. Uh, I was just wondering why he wanted that photo taken. He said, I said, Swami, why? Yeah, after this, and said, once you get the film developed, you will know. Mm-hmm. I'll show you what it is. And when the photo was developed, you could see a halo around Swami. Oh, wow. That was fantastic. With human eyes, you cannot see it. But with this camera, photo that was there, and the photo has got a halo around it. It amazing. is an amazing photo. Unfortunately, that photo is missing. Oh, no. But that these these are some of the fantastic things that's happened to us. Many, in, in these trips, uh, we had a bus with us. Swami would be driving in a car in front. Halfway through, or somewhere through, he would stop and jump into the car, bus with us and travel with us in the bus. Uh, so, you know, like an ordinary, normal passenger. And it's quite an experience uh, itself. Sairam, you just heard the fourth part of the conversation with Mr. Naveen Patel, a former student of Bhagwan's college in Brindavan. Mr. Naveen did his bachelor's in sciences at Bhagwan's Lotus Feet in the initial years of the Brindavan College in Bengaluru. In 1974, Swami instructed him to move to the UK and since then, he has served in various positions in the Satyasai organizations, including being the regional coordinator for Region 4 for eight years. Professionally, he is a biochemist and has served all his life in the university hospitals of Leicester. This conversation was recorded in January 2017 and in conversation with him was Radio Sai's Bishu Prashti. Dear listener, please send in your feedback as always to listener at radiosai.org. Thank you and Sai Ram.